welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to talk a little bit about false teachers and the, the problem that it has and maybe even a reason why they are in our world. Because I want to think about this. In fact, this was two separate Daily Walks and then I looked at the two notes together and like, these are actually kind of the same story. And so I decided to combine those together. So, hey, maybe there's a reason they were both given me within a day of each other, right? And so, of course, the problem we have was false teachers. And there's a, there is a difference between false teachers, people having slight differences of opinion, and false teachers, entire ideologies that are different. And uh, I consider, like, the church growth movement false teaching. It follows with itself an entire philosophy which is based on pragmatism, which is the antithesis of faith. Pragmatism itself, church growth movement itself, is all based upon a well-executed plan. And then I have to just do this plan. And if I do this plan correctly, then everything's going to work out. Where is God in this equation? Now, of course, they'll say, you know, it, it works out because we've planned well and we've prayed and God gave us this plan, whatever. So there's that. But the problem is, is that people of that ideology don't seem to recognize the elements of faith that are like, let's be prepared, yes, but let's go off and do weird and impossible things, not with a massive executed plan in mind. Like, you know, what I'm talking about is you'll go into some of these the, the churches or the people that live in these or go to these churches, they'll they'll have ideas like, you know, your your 10 10 10 plan. You know, you knock on 10 doors, you bring 10 people to church, you you say bring pen 10 people to the kingdom. It's all this randomized idea that says that we can execute a well-developed plan to get people to Jesus because warming a church on Sunday morning or Saturday night or Friday night or whenever your church service happens to be is what it takes to be saved. Well, that's not the case. Of course, we also have the, the uh, uh, health and wellness gospel. That was a bunch of heretical nonsense that on its deepest level believed we ourselves were God and that God just created this world and we have these spiritual truths. And as long as you just worked within the, the scope of those truths, then you would get everything you wanted. And that was the, the real idea. Of course, modern-day preachers don't have a problem preaching against the errors of the health and wealth, but they'll say nothing about the church growth because they have been grown in it, seeped in it, and saturated into it. It has permeated every aspect of our culture, and it is a big, big problem. You see, there's all sorts of weird errors with all sorts of weird gospels. We have the free grace movement. Of course, the free grace movement, they, they believe that the The New Testament, the Gospels are not relevant for us in the New Testament. They believe that Paul's teaching is the authoritative teaching. Everything else is, eh, if it fits into our plan. They believe that Jesus came down to actually establish his kingdom, but his people weren't ready, so he executed plan B instead. A bunch of nonsense. All right, But why are all of these false teachings going around and why do we get so caught up? I think we get so caught up because we miss the idea that sometimes we're tested to see if our faith is right. You know, that's the whole purpose of my first book, which was testing and temptations. It was out there just to say, hey, there's temptations we have that are from the devil, but there are tests we have from God which test our faithfulness. And as we get into this, I looked at a couple of scriptures from the Old Testament, a couple of scriptures from the New Testament to gain an idea of what we were thinking about here. So in uh, 2 Corinthians 11, 2 through 4, Paul says, I am jealous for you with a 
godly jealousy. For I betrothed you to one husband so that to Christ I might present you as a pure virgin. So here Paul is giving these people a true and a sound faith. He wants to present them as a godly gift to Christ. But he says, I'm afraid, verse 3, I'm afraid that as, a, as the serpent deceived Eve as his, by his craftiness, your minds have been led astray from the simplicity and the purity of devotion to Christ. All right, so they have been led astray. Now, what Paul mostly addressed in his letters, because these were Gentile churches, mostly the Judaizers, the people that believed that you had to follow the Mosaic law in order to be saved. So he's probably addressing some form of works-based works religion here. Uh, in verse 4, For if one comes and preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or you receive a different spirit from whom you have not received, or a different gospel which you have not accepted, you bear this beautifully. So these heretics are coming, preaching you a different gospel. Oh, no, no, to follow Jesus, you've got to follow the Mosaic law or... Uh, or you have to uh, you have to speak in these different languages, or you have to believe it in this way. You have to do this well-executed plan, and that's what makes you you saved. You bear this beautifully. You go whole in with the heresy by which we are addressing. Now in Galatians, he definitely was addressing the Judaizers uh, in. Uh, uh, the church in Corinth, maybe, maybe not, but in uh, Galatians chapter 1, verses 6 through 9, I am amazed that you are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace for a different gospel, which is really not another one, only there are some who are disturbing you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, he is to be accursed. So we have to understand that there are going to be people who are preaching a wrong gospel. They are coming in to specifically stir people up, to preach different things, to teach you that the gospels in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are not normative, that the apostles weren't quite right on their teaching except for Paul and this whole plan B type stuff. This is a bunch of nonsense, but it's stuff that is being taught in our world today. Now, what does God want from us? Well, we need to understand first and foremost the Word of God. And as we understand the Word of God, we must be loyal to that teaching. Now, this doesn't mean we have to understand the whole counsel. Because, you know, you can point to verses that very look very much like we are in control of our salvation. But when you dig into them deeper, they're not. You can find very normative teachings of Christ that illustrate that it is God who chooses us, not us who choose Him. But that... It appears we, he chooses us, just like it looks like the sun rises and sets. Is the sun really rising? No, of course it's not. The earth is just spinning around. The, earth, the sun doesn't move other than rotating itself a little bit. We're moving around the sun, you know. Uh, but, you know, it's the, uh, the rotational appearance of elevation doesn't sound quite as good as a sunrise. All right. But the normative is that it looks as though we say we choose Christ because God works in our hearts, transforms our soul, and as he transforms our soul, now we have the capability of choosing him. Now, if God doesn't choose us, we can't possibly choose him, and if God chooses us, we can't help but to choose him. That's why sovereignty of election is up to God and not up to us. 
But this is the command what he he delights. Hosea 6, 6. For I delight in loyalty rather than sacrifice and in knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. In other words, in this, in the terms of Hosea, I want you to be loyal to me rather than engage in the rituals. I want you to love Christ rather than engage in the ritualistic uh, appearance of showing up every time the church building is open. I want you to have knowledge of God rather than the burnt offerings. Rather than, than wasting your time on these Sunday school curriculum and little daily devotionals, which are one Bible verse and a bunch of pop psychology, we should instead be spending that amount of time on the scripture itself. Maybe pull in a little bit to say, what does this verse really mean in context to everything else? Rather than, here's one neat little motivational verse hmm, let's write a psychology story that seems to suggest a similar thing. We call that isogesis in theology. But God wants us to have knowledge of God and loyalty to him before we engage in the rituals and the practices. Now, why why are we even tempted in this way? Deuteronomy gives us this. Of course, this is the famous section about false preachers. You know, oh, don't turn to these false preachers. Here's how you can find one. But notice why. Notice why he says that. Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 3. If a prophet or dreamer arises among you and gives you a sign or wonder, and the sign or wonder comes true concerning which he spoke to you, let us go after other gods whom you have not known, let us serve them. You shall not listen to the words of the prophet or the dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to find out if uh, if you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So remember the old standard of prophet. If he prophesies something and it doesn't come true, he's a false prophet and he res- desires to be stoned. All right. In this case, this is a false prophet who gives you a sign and the sign and the wonder comes true. He tells you something that a- at least on its surface appears to come true. But why do we know it's not true? Because he says, let us go after other gods. A direct contradiction to the commandment in the scripture. This is why if somebody is giving you something, even if it looks as though he has a lot of power, he's got a massively growing church. If he's saying things contrary to the word of God, it doesn't matter if his church is growing. He is a heretic. And God is letting you see that heretic to see, do you love me more than the heretic? That's what he says here in verse 3. The Lord your God is testing you to find out if you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Why? Because if you follow the word of God, even when it looks like it's not working, God is always pleased with that over the man who follows somebody that looks like the word of God is working, but he says things which are counter to the scriptures themselves. And this is why, going back to the verse in Hosea, we must be knowledgeable in the things of God. If you're spending more time on pop psychology and Sunday school curriculas like Lifeways crap, you spend more time on that than you do in the word of God, you are going to be led astray because it is the knowledge of God that is important and you find the knowledge of God in the word of God 
verses 4 and 5, Deuteronomy 13, 4 and 5. You shall follow the Lord your God and fear him. You shall keep his commandments, listen to his voice, and serve him and cling to him. But the prophet or that dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has considered, he has counseled rebellion against the Lord your God who brought you from the land of Egypt and redeemed you from the house of slavery to seduce you from the way in which the Lord your God commanded you to walk so you shall purge evil from among you. Even though it looked like what he said was coming true, he counseled you to go against the word of God. And that is why we must understand the word of God. So I mentioned the book Testing and Temptations. You can find that anywhere you can buy books online. You can also find it on our website, ourwalkinchrist.com. Thanks for watching and hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.